this investment in prop tech is telling me that they're starting to get interested in the retail spaces, the office spaces, the industrial. They're starting to try to understand what technology is going to drive that. Furthermore, you've got the virtual real estate platforms that are popping up, right? Upland. Recently, I I, I posted on my Facebook, we got to do a whole show on this, but a plot of land sold for $2.4 million in the metaverse. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. Your home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum, recording live from our downtown studios with my executive producer, Mr. Jonathan Winston. What's the haps, baby? Another beautiful day, another opportunity to, you know, get out here and not only, you know, be successful real estate professionals and do all that type of stuff, but, you know, just to... Uh, you know, maximize and, you know, I've kind of been on this, you know, wanting to give and, you know, just kind of, you know, putting out, you know, creating as opposed to consuming. I love that. Um, so, you know, just uh, looking for opportunities to, you know, invest in myself, invest in other people, whether that be money or time or some good words and different things like that. And just, you know, uh, close out the year, you know, uh, pouring into people as opposed to, you know, always just worrying about, Hey, I'm trying to get some stuff for Christmas. Or, hey, I'm trying to go ahead and buy, do all this, blah, blah, blah. So I hear you, man. I got to tell you, it was probably five years ago now. Um, I'm at Walmart yeah, talking about, you know, getting gifts for Christmas and like, my daughter, who's at the time was more of a tomboy than she's now. She's getting a little more girly now, but she's really into like big monster trucks. So I'm buying this giant radio controlled Ford F-150 Bigfoot truck. <laughs> okay. and like, I'm excited for her, but I'm in there shopping and I'm like, I had this cart full of toys and it just kind of like, here I am buying stuff again. And I'm right. getting, I mean, they're going to, she's going to drive this truck twice. I think that right. was probably more than she actually drove it, you know, use the darn thing twice. And it's going to get put away when we could be making such an impact. So that was the year we started our annual like Diamant Christmas giveaway. I started, I went to, I got frustrated. I bought it, got a cart. I started throwing every hat and glove and I'm just buying all the hats and gloves. And I'm throwing them into the cart and I got to like 50 or 60 sets um, I was like, let's get some toothbrushes and toothpaste and all this stuff. And then went home and my, you know, my, my wife said, what are you doing with all this stuff? I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't be a consumer at Christmas right. anymore. It's driving me nuts, you know? Um, so we, we've been doing it ever since we go to this every year, uh, we go and buy the hats and gloves and, and kind of care kits and socks we, for, for homeless people. We put together these gift bags and every year on Christmas day, it's our tradition. We, we, uh, open our presents, do all that family stuff. Then we get in the car, drive down to the shelter and we hand stuff out, you know, and, and just, you know, to have my girls a part of that each and every year has been such a blessing to understand that it is, t- is better to give than receive. It feels better than any gift I've ever gotten them. And they, they understand that it isn't just about getting stuff for Christmas every year, but rather giving back to other people. So we would love some contributors here locally to that space. If you're in the Colorado Spring Market or Denver Market and you want to join up with that, reach out. We can uh, we do our kind of wrapping thing at my place and more of the merrier. You're all welcome to come by, put all the gift bags together, but really an opportunity to give back and just a, a very, you know, we, we got to, I think, 200 units last year 
year, hoping for 250 this year. I've been trying to grow it each and every single year. It's just a, a nice way to give back. So yeah, thanks for saying that, man. Yeah. That, that, that's helpful. Let's get to it. Uh, the article today is from Realtor Magazine, and it talks about prop tech booms as more startups enter real estate space. Venture capitalists of investors have poured a record $9.5 billion into the prop tech sector through mid mid-November. Now, first of all, what is prop tech? Well, it's basically the, the tools that are used to analyze real estate data or otherwise benefit from the, you know, the, the real estate inside the technology that goes into real estate. Okay. We've got dealhunter.io, which is a, a basically a streaming app into the prop stream application, which helps you to do analytics. But there's so much more going on right now in the prop tech space. The the biggest player in the prop tech space is our, our arch nemesis Zillow, <sighs> right? Who really showed people how much money there was in the analytics of real estate data, mm-hmm. right? If you think about it, everybody else. In, in, in the investing world has some kind of centralized repository of data. You use the NASDAQ, the New York Stock Exchange. Um, you, you've got the currency market has multiple apps that can access, you know, what's going on in real time in the currency space. Now you've got multiple crypto apps popping up where you can buy and sell. But until recently, there hasn't been much in the line of national real estate data. It's been there. It's just segmented. Then companies like Zillow came along, combined it all into one local repository, as it were. They kind of skewed the data to benefit their future buying practices, but that's another show for another time, right? But it was the beginning of the major, the billion dollar prop tech enterprise. Well, now there's a bunch of companies coming out to get into that. They're they're compiling data on office space, uh, industrial leases, sales terms. They're finding out what the market is doing because by understanding what the market is doing, you can predict a little bit better about what the market is going to do next. Now, listen, it's all speculation. Okay, we don't ultimately know what the market is going to do anywhere. We've got an idea based on the hyperinflation that's going on right now, based on previous sales data that we can somewhat interpret on a local level. But really understanding what's happening in the real estate market has always been a localized analytical tool. Right. You have companies like PropStream that have come out to allow for people who don't have MLS access, which is what most agents get their data from. They find out what's on the market, what's sold, what's under contract, what's pending. And I spent a decent amount of time analyzing MLS data for our properties, for neighborhoods, for different systems. But what you're seeing is that people are understanding to the tune of $9.5 billion that there's going to be a lot more desire a lot more need in this space as a real estate, which has always been a very expensive segment of our lives, right? Most, most people, most expensive thing they own is their house, right? Right. If your car exceeds the value of your house, you, you and I need to talk because you're, you're cool. We gotta, we gotta hang out for sure. But most of the time that's not the case, right? Um, so analyzing that data and understanding it is where a lot of people are placing some value. You as a real estate investor cannot just be focused on the buying and selling of houses. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. If you focus everything you do on just that, you're going to find yourself very limited on your capabilities when the market shifts. Right now, short-term and long-term investing in real estate related to residential is doing wonderfully. It's definitely an excellent buy right now, but if it's all you know, it's the equivalent of just trading pork bellies 
in the in the in the market. There are so many other opportunities to trade and make money in the real estate space that go beyond just buying and selling houses, right? But if you talk to most retail agents, they got a license to buy and sell residential real estate. So the vast majority of the market is practicing in that one space. Okay, this investment in prop tech is telling me that they're starting to get interested in the retail spaces, the office spaces, the industrial. They're starting to try to understand what technology is going to drive that. Furthermore, you've got the virtual real estate platforms that are popping up, right? Upland. Recently, I I, I posted on my face, but we got to do a whole show on this, but a plot of land sold for $2.4 million in the metaverse recently. Come on now, guys. This is this is going really, really fast. We just we just did that episode. We just put that episode out about Upland, you know, a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, right? And now we got $2.4 million transactions going on in virtual reality. It's crazy, right? <laughs> so you have investment firms that are figuring this out. They're understanding that they, they want to understand all aspects of the real estate market, yep. the virtual real estate market, financing, senior living services, home maintenance services. You look back to the Angie's lists of the world and you know these companies are going to need to be in to support these houses as they start to age and are going to need more and more people. Listen, we're making more people than we're not making. I mean, we're definitely outgrowing ourselves. Okay? Our population as a country and as a planet is outpacing the death count by a long shot, no matter, even with what's going on with coronavirus. Okay. We're definitely on a population growth phase right now. So more people equals more houses, more houses equals more maintenance, more handyman services, more painting, right? Mm-hmm. More doorknobs, more electronics, the entire space going into prop tech in homes right now with thermostats that are wired to Wi-Fi, your ring doorbells, yeah. your locking systems, right? There is so many opportunities to spin outside of the buying and selling of real estate as always, because we're an investment show. The question becomes, how do you get involved? Well, first of all, you got to understand what's going on in the property technology space, right? And not just with the analytics. The analytics are great. Understanding how the market goes up and down, having MLS access if you can do it. If not, going to dealhunter.io and getting your prop stream account that you want to understand how to analyze the numbers of buying and selling. But what else is taking place in the housing market and how can you capitalize from it? Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. One of the things we talk about on the show is the importance of great foreclosure data and helping you to find a great deal on a foreclosure property. But where do you find this data? You're certainly not going to find it on Realtor.com. You can't get it on your local MLS. So we have partnered with data provider Foreclosures.com to get you the latest and greatest in foreclosure listings right there in your local market. These properties are not hit the market in most cases, and when they have been foreclosed, gives you easy access to find out more detail so you can get the best deal on a foreclosure property. Getting started is super easy. Head on out to foreclosuredealscoach.com and click on the link labeled foreclosure list. Enter your zip code for a free seven-day trial of the best foreclosure listing data available in your local market. These properties are not even on the market yet, so you can get a jump on them and get a great deal. Once again, this is Donnie Corm, your foreclosure deals coach. We'll look forward to seeing you there. I've got buddies who are reverting their entire infrastructure into smart home technology, which I think is going to be a dominating force. You know, right now, the idea of switching a light switch is still normal. 
Kind of like the rotary phone was back yeah. in the 70s, right? So passe. You actually flipped that thing? Come on, dude. Just it's weird. It's going to be weird, right? One day it's going to be, Alexa, turn on lights. It already is now, yeah. but what, what happens when that becomes the norm as opposed to the exception, right? Robot vacuum cleaners. Those are for houses. Generally speaking, they're not great. I've had a couple, <laughs> right? The technology is not is not as effective as just at some point. It's like, I'm just going to vacuum the floor myself. It's going right. to save me some time, right? But that's going to come a long way. So you are now looking at all this property being built, developed all across the country. You've got the 3D printing of homes now. Wow. I saw a YouTube video where they were printing out the bricks that were going to go into the property. I want a 3D printed home. That's, Would that be badass? Yeah, that's kind of what I want. Right? But you have to be looking forward, okay? Ultimately, we don't know where the market's going to go. Nobody can tell you for certain what the next turn is. We just know if if companies like Comstake, a New York startup, $50 million expansion capital to do detailed data, and then other people are second century ventures is putting billions of dollars into property technology and all those other pieces, you should be paying attention to that, right? It is not just about buying and selling, it's about all aspects of real estate investing, right. you know? And when you're part of our group, you're part of our coaching product, we talk about in addition to the money you invest in real estate, where else should be you, you be investing your money as it relates to real estate right. and supporting real estate, Right. And it's fascinating how far this is going to go. I recently saw an article about a robot painting machine. Oh, my goodness. Right. Where it first goes in, scans all the walls for you. And then it's got a robot arm goes up and down to paint the house. You you set it up, tell it the inputs of what it needs to paint. And then you leave, <laughs> load the paint and it paints the house for you. Are, are we heading to a, a virtual reality world? or I guess a real world where the home, the dwelling that we live in is going to be completely produced by autonomous systems. It'd be completely maintained by autonomous systems. I can look at my phone right now and tell you the temperature on all of my VRBO properties, right? I can tell you, I can get cameras and, and, and be there in person. I can see doorbells as they ring. The ring doorbell allows me to go to the front door from anywhere I happen to be in the world. That technology was unheard of five years ago. Right. I mean, it, it existed, but we didn't know how big it was going to become until now. What's the next phase? Delivery systems from Amazon mean that you don't have to go to the grocery store because they're going to bring that to the house. Right. Right. What technology is going to support this new generation that's not going to be used to going to buying their lemons at the grocery store, but rather hopping online and buying it and having delivered. Having that drone drop it off right on your front door, man. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, that that'll be pretty cool. Right? So, again, this is a real estate show, but I'm a techie guy. In the end, I'm a techie geek who happens to sell real estate, and I'm fascinated by the technology that's coming out as related to residential real estate. I'm, I'm on all the, the sites and paying attention, and I'm making capital investments into it. Right. We're, we're buying property right now in the upland space and everybody's arguing. My real estate buddies argue this is ridiculous. This is not going to take off. You might be right. You may be right. But all this talk about metaverse. I mean, come on, man. Metaverse requires real estate. Yeah, you have. Yeah, man. The people are, you know, I was watching something on Instagram the other day and this guy's just giving you a general rundown of how to purchase plots of land in the metaverse. Mm -hmm. It's like. You know, where, say that person who purchased a plot for $2.43 million or whatever. It's like, okay, I might not have that $2 million to purchase that plot, but this guy, he created a uh, an art gallery on his plot of land okay. where he displays all his NFTs. Mm -hmm. So it's like, 
what if I bought a plot of land in the metaverse next to a, you know, a, a high level art gallery or high level mm-hmm. NFT space and then just put mine right there? I, they may not buy all the stuff in that high level one, but they might walk right next door and buy all of mine. So think about it. Think the entire downtown is built off of that, right? You got yeah. you got entire cities that are built off of. I, you're, they're benefiting from the traffic coming into a certain neighborhood, yeah. right? So if you got an art gallery, using that as a great example, like by yourself in the middle of nowhere, you probably aren't going to do good. But if you're surrounded by restaurants and you're surrounded by other, you know, like stadiums and other reasons to go into that section of town, yeah. you're going to benefit from the traffic that comes in. Won't the metaverse be the same? Come on, man. It's just, uh, it's just a virtual rendering of the world and uh, the concepts and the things and the systems that we implement in our real lives today. So it's a digital rendering of it. Right. And it, it all comes down to real estate. Now it's digital real estate, but it's still real estate. Yeah. And I know it seems crazy right now, guys. And I know this, you're listening and going like a lot of my real estate buddies are going, you're nuts. This is just, it's a game. It can't take place. They said the same thing about Bitcoin. Look at that. Right. They, they, this NFT thing. You know, the the same thing. It it cannot become real. It is becoming real right now. You've got to look at where the technology is shifting and get out in front of it. What you don't want to be is the person figuring it out after it happened, right? Because you can benefit to the tune of millions if you get out in front of what's going to happen next as opposed to waiting to see what happened. And if you do nothing with it and just understand it, you're going to be in a much better space. You know, so I would encourage you to read this over. It's a very short article, but understand that prop tech is going to change the world in multiple ways that we haven't even predicted. I remember being at a trade show, gosh, got to be seven, eight years ago. And I saw the Matterport camera for the first time and they made me put on the 3D goggles and I'm walking through a property with a little joystick in 3D. I'm looking up and down and I went, this is amazing. And I ordered a camera on site, spent $5,000 on a camera at this trade show. Like, this is going to change the world. Did it? You know, I mean, not like we thought. I, I don't know that people have completely converted to digital real estate in the sense that it's still utilized. It's still appreciated. But is it expected yet? Right. Do we expect photos? Like if you're selling a property, we expect you're going to put pictures up. Are we expecting a 3D walkthrough tour? We're hoping for it, right. and it's been proven that people are more likely to be interested in the house if it has it. But because the market's so hot right now, it's selling anyway. Is it a requirement? No, we're, we're barely doing our Matterport. I mean, we have it, right. you know, but we don't do them on every property like we used to because they're just selling so darn fast. We don't need to, you know what I mean? But what part of the metaverse is going to require if it's all digital, right? Then that 3D space is going to be a requirement to sell that asset. Yeah. Because it only exists as a 3D space, right? So are we going to be selling, can you imagine selling NFTs on the interior of real estate? Like you're you're buying, like this is my digital property that I own and here's my 3D tour? Yeah, I can definitely see that. It's, I mean. How far are we? I I mean, all this metaverse stuff has happened so fast. Like within the past month, it seems like this, you know, Facebook changed their name to Meta. Right. And everything just started you know the trajectory went up mm-hmm. so you know i'm having these conversations with people about nfts and oh yeah i'm making money off them blah blah blah, blah. and then it's like okay now there's a whole new level of that like right. it, within a couple of weeks there's a whole new uh strategy to uh capitalizers tons of new nft groups coming up and mm-hmm. uh, putting things out so it's just um 
it's exponential almost. It's yeah, like, it's super fast growth. And then the key again is to become a part of it early. But I'm, I'm with you. Like a conversation about NFTs is like you want to make sure you're having those conversations, even if you're not doing it. You want to make sure your sphere is, is having those conversations because if you're in the dark, you got to imagine less than one percent of the population even knows what an NFT is right now. <laughs> right. Right. And those who don't know what it is, you got about half of those people who can explain why it's worth anything. Right. So knowledge of it is not in and of itself going to do it. Right. If you have a collectible baseball card, that's great. But until you understand why it's valued at what it's valued at and know which market to go to buy or sell that product, it's still in a very, very early stages. Okay. And these guys who are investing billions of dollars in prop tech right now are understanding that our homes, which have always been important because humans need food and shelter pretty much above all, like clothing's even optional. I can hang out at home naked. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But Don't food invite sh- me over ever. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, man, it's 6 o'clock. You know. <laughs> Chill, pants pants got to go somewhere. I don't know. It's, it's, it's on you. Um, <laughs> but we can, food and shelter has been a human requirement forever. Our homes, our offices, our spaces are becoming increasingly more important and at the same time becoming less important as we transfer over to a digital space. Right? It is a fascinating time to be alive. Right. So, you know, we're going to wrap up the show with that. Check out this prop tech thing because it's soaring and you want to place some of your capital in addition into real real estate into the technology that supports real real estate. Because I'm telling you, the future is going to be all in property technology and how our lives become simpler by our synergistic relationship with our homes. You know, it's happening as we speak. I certainly hope you become a part of it. We're going to keep this show nice and short today, guys. Once again, this is Donnie Coram, your foreclosure deals coach. I really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every single week. Keep those messages coming. Let's keep the dialogue open. The world is changing. PropTech is going to change it. We want to be a part of it. In the meantime, remember, don't you dare buy a house, digital or otherwise. Buy a deal. Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.